0: good morning brothers and sisters this is brother leonard god bless you the lord is good and his mercy endureth forever god has been so good to us and if you can take a deep breath this morning you know that god still has a purpose for your life and so as i told you uh brothers and sisters last time i wanted to talk to you about um inside the 23rd psalm and i conducted a study, and I just wanted to share with you some of the things that the Lord laid on my heart, because if you don't really understand um, the characters in the 23rd Psalm, and you don't understand the context, you know, then you really can't, um, you really can't understand what's being said to you. You know, you'll get some of it, but you'll miss the essence of what's being said through this Psalm, and so anyway... Let's pray, and then we're going to go into the word. Father, we thank you for the word today. We thank you for your goodness and mercy. God, we ask you to anoint the word, to bless the word, and let your hearers be blessed. Father God, give me exactly how to say and what to say. Anoint these words that come out of my mouth, and I thank you so much. We bind the devil in Jesus' name, and we say, Lord, you have your way. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for touching the hearts and minds of those that are listening, and if they don't know you, Father God, that they'll uh, come to know you as their savior by the end of this broadcast. In Jesus name, amen. And so we talked um, last time about uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And so we talked about the amazing relationship that really shepherds have with sheep. And we talked about the characteristics of a shepherd and we talked about the characteristics of sheep. And we do know this. That true shepherds really love their sheep and they know their sheep by name and so David is relating this to his relationship with God how God knows David by name obviously and how God took care of all the things in David's life even when he made stupid decisions God was right there to lead him and protect him and correct him and then to bring him back um, to the fold and so he looked at his life and he saw how God played that intricate part. He was the shepherd. He provided everything David needed, and David saw that. And sometimes, again, we need to look back on our lives and see, oh God, I understand now what you're doing in my life. And so, today, I just wanna take a look um, at the characteristics of people, because we talked about sheep, but it's amazing uh, how similar people are um and sheep it's it's you know the similarities are glaring <laughs> so anyway you know people have a strong tendency to go astray we talked about sheep going astray right well people do the same thing because they follow after the lust of the flesh the lust of their eyes and the pride of life uh, if you check romans 7 5 8 8 and first uh, john two sixteen, it talks about that people wonder from shep um people wonder from the shepherd through their own futile self remedies and attempts of self righteousness. You know, folks always want to see, you know, how they can do things. And it's funny because, you know, instead of following God, they end up following religion, they end up following man. And yet God is the one who's making the way, gave them the breath and everything else. And so it, it, it's just, I guess it's mind blowing the tendency we have as people you know not to want to follow god and so like sheep men are spiritually blind and lost in their sin they need a shepherd if they haven't accepted jesus christ they don't know what they're doing they're out there basically without god and they're confused <laughs> people are confused i know before i got saved i was lost in space i know it um and i can tell i was and so uh it's funny, though, when you're blind, you know, the Bible says that the God of this world has blinded their eyes that they or their minds that they can't see the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm. So, by not following the shepherd's voice, people can easily be misled by others to their own destruction and detriment. You know, it's in our nature to reject God and break his commandments. If you looked at the children of Israel, they often find them found themselves in trouble because they didn't listen to God. They did what they wanted to do, and they ended up in trouble. And a lot of times in life, you know, you want to do what you want to do. I do what I want. I got that. But just understand that God set boundaries and perimeters for us so that we don't get ourselves in trouble. You know, in life, we have boundaries and perimeters. You know, people do things that they regret later they wish they hadn't done you know and had you listened to that still small voice that voice that was telling you not to do that you know sometimes you get the angel and the devil to sit on your shoulder well the angel is telling you don't do that the devil is saying yeah do what you want well you know it's like getting in bad relationships person might be beautiful uh on the outside but man they are hell raisers on the inside they're not for you But yet, because they look beautiful, you're drawn to that. And then once you give in, you understand that, oh, my goodness, um, I made a mistake. Well, at that point, it's it's too late. There's nothing else that you can do about it, you know, except it comes to an end, you know, in a bad way. So we need to understand that God has our best interests at hand. He knows exactly what we need. And so David saw that. Alright, so he said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So the shepherd provided all of our needs. He provides our needs every single day. God gives us the air that we breathe. Everything we have, it comes from God. It doesn't matter what you have. The blessings of the Lord, they make it rich and add no sour with it. Blessings come from the Lord. He lets it rain on the just and the unjust. It is a blessed day when you can live this life on this earth. It's a blessing. What's the alternative? Especially if you're not saved, what's the alternative? You know, as long as we're here, we understand as Christians that we have eternal life right now. That God has blessed us right now. We understand that. And yet, you know, we need to really look at and appreciate the life that God gives us right here on the earth. It's a fantastic thing when we can look up and we can see the sun or we can see the stars at night. In the daytime we can feel the sun on our skin and how good the the heat feels and, and just those kinds of things that God allows us to touch, to taste, to hear, to see, to feel, to enjoy all the things that God gives us, how he blesses us in our lives today, how he moves us and positions us to get good jobs and to be blessed in everything that we do. You know those good things, they come from the Lord. The Bible says all good and perfect gifts, they come from above. They don't come from you. I get it. You have to work hard. But God gave you the ability to work hard. God gave you the strength to work hard. If God didn't give you the strength, he didn't give you the ability, he didn't give you the tenacity, then you wouldn't be able to do it. But God gave you all those intangibles, the things that you need. He blessed you, Lord. He put you in situations to build your character, you know, because your gift can make room for you, but it's your character that keep it. So God has done all those things. Look at it. He allows you to see every day when you enjoy the beauty that he placed on this earth. It's him. He did it. Nobody else did it. It was God who created you, who made you, who fashioned you. It was God. So God provides all of our needs and we need to enjoy and appreciate what God has done. Now, the uh, second verse, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still water. Now, as a shepherd, David knew what sheep desired because he spent so much time with them. And if you spend time with people, you spend time with even animals, you will understand what they like, what they don't like, what moves them in a negative way, what moves them in a positive way. You'll understand that. And so he says that he makes me to lie down in green pastures. David saw that in his life, there were good times and bad. He saw that there was plenty in some parts of his life, and then he saw that It was lean in other parts. And so he understood that he felt better when he was near those green pastures in his life. So David related his experience as a shepherd when he took his sheep. And they really enjoyed being in green pastures. You know, that's where the food was good. The food was plenty. Um, That's where they had all their needs met. Uh Uh-huh. And see, in your life, think about that. That's where your needs are met. You know, when you're laying down... Uh, in green pastures They say he "Leads leaves me besides the still water You know, still water denotes peace It denotes a time of uh, uh, no worry uh, You know, where you can really enjoy your life You know, so now all your needs are met God is blessing you in every area of your life And it's just a marvelous thing And so David is looking back on his life And he can see when the turbulent times came And then Uh, There was that moment where he was by green pastures and still waters. That's what he's talking about. That's what he's talking about. Now, here's the really cool thing about sheep. Right? And this is a fact. That sheep will not lie down unless four conditions are met. Because sheep are timid and they're afraid. They will not lie down if they're afraid. I mean, they just won't. If they're scared, they're not going to lay down because they're anxious they're all over the place uh and because they're social um they will not lie down if there's friction amongst the sheep so they're not going to lie down if things are going on in their lives uh between other people it's just not going to happen uh if flies or parasites are bugging them you know and they hate flies but uh you know landing or landing on their face and and you know trying to get up their nose but if flies or parasites trouble them they will not lay down and if the sheep are anxious about food or if they're hungry they will not lay down isn't that amazing and does that remind us of us because when we're going through trouble sometimes we understand that we understand that if God doesn't do something man we're going to be in trouble and so sometimes we pace the floor at night right? So you won't really take the rest of the Lord and trust him because if you trusted him, you wouldn't pace the floor at night. Mm-hmm. That's right. But sometimes we do that, right? And so we can't rest. We can't enjoy the rest that God is trying to give us. And so when the Bible says he makes me to lie down in green pastures and he leads me besides the still waters, right? It's up to us to enjoy that. So David knew that if all their needs weren't met, those sheep was not gonna enjoy being in green pastures or near still waters because they weren't gonna lay down if those uh, those four prerequisites wasn't met and I think that's uh, that's interesting and so God supplies all of our needs now here's what's interesting about still waters you know sheep does not like running water they just don't they do not like the running water it makes them Uh, feel nervous it makes them feel anxious and if they feel nervous and anxious they won't lie down right so what shepherds did was they would block that stream and they would just let the sheep um, drink the water that was still and as long as the water was still the sheep would drink so now they had the green pastures and they had the still waters because sheep would not would not drink if the waters were running really really fast and so david knew that david knew that if the sheep had everything they need right there that they would if their needs were met and they would lay down in those green pastures now if you think about this that's me put my trust in god david saw how he trusted god and how god met his life met his needs in his life and so The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. And so this denotes trust because those sheep trusted the shepherd implicitly, no doubt about it. Now, the next part of that scripture, he says that he restored my soul. He leads me in the path of Righteousness. For his namesake. Now I will tell you that obviously sheep they get upset, they get frustrated, especially after a long journey when the shepherd has to bring them back and 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 put oil on their faces and and soothe them and and really comfort them and get them in a in a uh, uh, position where they feel protected. You know so. They get back off those journeys, and the and the sheep are just sort of frazzled, and so it's up to the shepherd to bring them back to a, a space where they feel protected, and and they feel rested. And so when David says, "He restoreth my soul," he leads me in a path of righteousness for his namesake. So there's a point in time where in life, you know, you go through difficult times. Maybe you lost loved ones, or you've gone through a really bad battle with sickness and disease or you know things are not going right you had a tough time on your job and life is just beating you up every time you turn around you know something is going wrong or here you are as a Christian and you're starting to smoke marijuana again or you're starting to use drugs and and now you're in a place where you feel lost and and you feel frustrated and you don't know how to get back to that, that center back to the place where you were and this is where the scripture comes in he restores my soul he brings my mind will and emotions back to the center he helps me to focus again he helps me to get my life back in order so when my mind goes crazy and starts wandering and and i'm not trusting him he has he knows how to bring me back to where i need to be the lord is my shepherd I shall not want. I love that. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside the still water. He restores my soul because my soul needs restoring. And for you that's never accepted God, never accepted Christ in your life, you need restoration in your soul. But not only that, you need to be saved and you need to be reborn. You need Jesus and your soul can't be restored if your spirit is not renewed. Did you hear that? Your soul cannot be restored if your spirit has not been renewed. So we're clearly talking to God's people because God's people are seen as sheep. And so what a wonderful thing. What a wonderful thing that God can restore us, can bring us back. And, you know, restoration is a place where is a uh, a word that's used to denote bringing somebody back to a place that they've been or a position that they had you know to restore someone back to prominence to restore someone back to their old job or or you know something like that so God comes to restore our minds to restore our soul our soul is our mind will and emotion so when life has beat you up and you had a point where you just need something you feel like your mind is all over the place Then that 23rd Psalms where he restoreth my soul. David recognized when he'd been through tough times and tough battles, it was God who gave him peace, who helped him, who took the frustration away. It was God who settled him down. Uh Uh-huh. And so as he settled the sheep down after a rough uh, day, God settles us down because we are the sheep in his flock. We're his sheep, we're his people, and he knows us by name. And he leads me in a path of righteousness for his name's sake. Listen, the Bible says that he who knew no sin became sin, that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. David knew that those sheep, they love those pathways that they created because, first of all, they didn't get lost because they could see the path that they traveled, right? So they would take those paths and go from pasture to pasture. And as long as they stayed on the path, um, they were good. Well, you know what? The Bible says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. And when David saw those paths, he started thinking of righteousness because he leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. So it's not my righteousness, it's his righteousness. It's God's righteousness. My righteousness is as filthy rags. It's his righteousness. His righteousness because he is righteous. And because there is none like him. And see, here's the deal. When you try to obtain righteousness because of your good works, then that's no more than filthy rags. You know, and and that term, filthy rags, you know what that's talking about? Those are the rags that, in the Old Testament, that they placed on lepers. Those are the soiled rags that... um, that come off of corrupt flesh flesh that's being rotted right and he said my best attempt at being righteous is like filthy rags my best attempt so without jesus i can't be righteous because jesus makes me righteous because when god sees me he sees jesus if i've accepted christ i'm not righteous because of me i'm righteous because of him and so that's the beautiful thing is that I don't have to my you know I don't have to worry about a bunch of do's and don'ts. I'm not doing good deeds to be saved. I do good deeds because I'm saved. I'm righteous because Jesus made me righteous because he took my unrighteousness and he gave me his righteousness. So that's what makes me righteous. It's not I didn't do anything great. Absolutely not. What I did though is I made a decision to believe him. I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior and now I have his righteousness so I've exchanged my unrighteousness for his righteousness and David saw that without God there is no way that he could be righteous so he says he leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake I love that it's a marvelous scripture um, you can see how God again is all in that and so brothers and sisters I'm going to have to cut it off right there, but when we come back next time, we'll start with, yea, though through the valley of the shadow of death, and that's where we're going to really talk about uh, God's provisions, his protection, what he does for us, how he keeps us, how he protects us, how he defends us, you know, that's what the shepherd did. So, anyway, brothers and sisters, I want to say this, if you've never accepted Christ is your Lord and Savior. If you've never um received him as Lord, man, don't you think it's time? You know, a lot of people say I'm Catholic, I'm Baptist, I'm Pentecostal, I'm Presbyterian, I'm Muslim, I'm Jew, I'm you know, uh I'm um whatever it is. You know, I I worship in Judaism or whatever you do. That doesn't mean anything. If you've never received, received Jesus. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No man can come to the father except they come through him. At the end of the day, if you've never received Christ, you don't have anything. Religion is nothing. It's just man's foolish attempts to access God. And you can't do it through religion. You can't do it through your own righteousness. That's self-righteousness. You can't do it through a bunch of rules and regulations. You cannot. It doesn't work. It won't work. It can't work. Because Jesus, he's the creator, y'all. He's the creator of everything. So you just can't, you know, use somebody else to make yourself righteous. You know, there's only one way into God's kingdom, and he's got that address. He'll tell you, give you the directions on how to get there. And you can't just do anything to get to God's address. <laughs> you just because you think that, you know, you can go to church every Sunday and that makes you righteous, that's not true, guys. I can lay down in a in a garage all day long, but that's never going to make me a car any more than you going to church Will make you a Christian. And so you can't access God. On your own attempts. And you know. In your own wisdom. You can't do it. It's only one way to access God. And that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I will tell you this. God will hear a sinner's prayer. If it's a prayer. Of repentance. And to accept him. So here's what I'm going to say to you. If. If you want to receive jesus pray this prayer with me remember the bible says that if you confess with your mouth the lord jesus and believe in your heart god raised him from the dead you'll be saved so pray this prayer with me say lord jesus i believe that god raised you from the dead i believe that you died for my sins lord jesus i come to you now and i'm a sinner and I wanna be saved. Jesus, come into my heart and be the Lord and Savior of my life. I accept you now, Lord. I totally repent of my sins and I accept you as my Lord and as my Savior. I thank you for taking my unrighteousness and giving me your righteousness. And so I give you the praise, I give you the honor and glory, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Brothers and sisters, if you prayed that prayer, man it's time for you to get you a good um, Bible believing church it's time for you to download you a good Bible app or buy you a Bible and it's time to get on the road to knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ it's amazing and stay encouraged and listen to these broadcasts um, we do these um, quite frequently and there, we have a ton of uh, of uh information that we've already preached on and and fall and you know listen to that and and really get in your bible but brothers and sisters god bless you be encouraged and join me as uh we finish the 23rd psalms all righty god bless you and god keep you